Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am your boy, Dangerous Duke. And I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And y'all know what it is. We the Dangerous Jobbers podcast. Just putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Now, for this being the 50th episode, me and Stevie got to talking and we kind of thought, let's do something a little different. Let's do something outside the box. Uh, and technically, this was Stevie's idea, so we got to give credit where it's due. Stevie, thank you very much. For um, lovely idea. You know what, man? I, I, I take full responsibility. I'm honored. I, I really feel like, uh, you know, I came up with a really good idea this time. Now, with that being said, we have not one, not two, but three guests. And our first guest, this man needs no introduction. The original champ. The one, the only one. <laughs> D the toy hunter. What's happening, y'all? What's happening? What's good? Nothing, man. Glad to have you on the show, man. We needed some guests, and you was on the short list. We had to have you on, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I, I can't. I can't say thank you for. I can't say thank you enough for having me. I'm. I'm. I'm honored. I'm honored. We're honored to have you on the show. I mean, absolutely, man. man. Me and Stevie would talk about it, and Stevie was like, yeah, you know, we can't have a guest episode without having D on the show. Huh? I got to say, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, you had to be one of them, man. You had to. Yeah, that, you know, that was a must. That, one of the people that was with us from, like, uh, the very beginning, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I, I try to listen to every episode that drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. We really do. Um, so we're going to dive right in real quick. We got a couple questions for you. Uh, these might be hard-hitting. They might not be hard-hitting for you. But as we always say on the show, man, it's free-range, unedited, unfiltered. You say what you feel, and there's no repercussions. Mm-hmm. I'm all, all, uh, I do what I can. <laughs> all right. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. So... The first question we want to ask you is a pretty generic question. Uh, you've been a fan of wrestling for a long time, probably longer than myself, myself and Stevie. What got you into uh, professional wrestling? Uh, my grandfather, God rest his soul, was the person that introduced me to it. And I remember distinctly watching WCW Saturday night on TBS 605. That's where it started, and it hasn't stopped since. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, so you you definitely are a little bit earlier than myself and Stevie on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely since it's on TBS. I don't even remember when it was on TBS. But I tell you what, um, we kind of similar there because uh, my grandmother got me into wrestling. Right. I used to watch it with her all the time coming up, so that's where I got it from. Yeah, I, I got mine from my oldest brother, but Stevie, you know my oldest brother. He's like maybe what, 14, 15 years older than me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's definitely a good thing. Um what are some of the promotions right now that you currently are keeping an eye on? Aside from like the big ones like WWE and AEW. I, because of you guys, I've been watching MLW a lot. Mm-hmm. Um Impact is, has started to pull me back because for a while there, I did not watch Impact. 
Matter of fact, the day that AJ Styles walked out of that company, that was the day I stopped watching. Oh, damn. So you're talking like 20, what, like 2013, 2014? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get back into impact. Um, I've, I've been watching New Japan for like the last couple years. I'd always heard about it, but I, I never really watched it until like Wrestle Kingdom 8. That's when I just started to become a fan. And okay. before the pandemic hit, I was watching CMLL and AAA. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, oh, so you are you are a man of all trades. CMLL and AAA. How is AAA? AAA, it's it's more entertainment based, but the wrestling is really really good. Yeah. Uh, with AAA, um, I. Triple A is actually where I started learning about Jack Evans, Teddy Hart, uh, Marco Colion. Um, that's just a few names, and then like a lot of the names from the past: Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, Juventud. I mean, I could go all and on, but yeah, I've been. I just I started watching Triple A probably maybe five years ago up until the pandemic okay okay yeah because during the pandemic that's when uh it, it was getting harder for a lot of these promotions to put out consistent yeah. uh wrestling damn man the covid era just messed up everything for the rest yeah, it, it did man look see even with a guest on the show we got to get covid era in there somewhere yeah mm-hmm. i remember i remember starting that at the beginning of this thing too yeah it's become a whole thing now, but I, I, I like to personally think I started it. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, you, you definitely did. I, I just got to steal it from time to time. Uh, so, watching AAA, did you ever watch Lucha Underground when it was out? Yes. I loved it. Do you? Do you I, just, I, hate, I hate that, that they went under because of the pandemic, but there was so, there was so much talent there. So mm-hmm. much talent. Mm-hmm. And I, I like when it started coming on the L Ray network, I was just because I was intrigued by it. I'm like, what's Lucha Underground? And then I got to watching it mm-hmm. and watching it. <laughs> and now, because of great services like Tubi, on mm-hmm. you can watch like all the seasons on there. Yeah. Yeah, so, they they only got like a about three of them out, I think, before they were yeah. under, which is very sad. Like that's where I learned uh, a lot of new people. Like you said, yeah. you discovered Jack Evans from AAA. I I, I hadn't got to watch him AAA, but I learned him from um, Lucha Underground. Yeah, uh, that's where I learned Angelico. That's where I watched Ricochet before he came here. Um. Shoot, Chavo was there, even though we all knew Chavo already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, just you say the Guerrero name in Mexican wrestling, people all automatically know. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I was gonna say, um, I was gonna say Lucha Underground. That scene, even though it was only around for a short period of time, it felt like you were either seeing the hottest new talents come up from there, or you were seeing already known talents regain their passion for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that, that, 
Yeah, that that was probably the best description you can give to Lucha Underground. Yeah, because a lot of people didn't know Ricochet wasn't Ricochet yet. He was still Prince Puma. Right. Chavo was coming back, helping them out. Johnny Mundo looked like he was getting his passion back for wrestling again. Yeah, it was just it was just a, a really unique company. It was a lot of the, the storylines and everything was just it was unique. It was different. It wasn't your traditional WWE or AEW or you know impact storyline. They just it was something different every week. And that was that's why I, I loved it so much. And like I say, I just I just hate that because of the pandemic, it went under. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to think that it's kind Lucha Underground was kind of the right thing that the wrestling world needed, but at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. Because I think Lucha Underground started probably about midway through 2019, 2018, somewhere around there. And I think if they had started maybe two or three years earlier, it have been they'd have been okay. Mm-hmm. It's just they started so late, and and like I say, the pandemic just just killed it. Mm-hmm. And and it's a shame because I think it could have went so far because you think about all the crazy names that were there, uh, Pentagon, all the people that made their name from there, Pentagon Junior, Phoenix being like one of the top top guys there, Ricochet making a name for himself. Morrison being as good as he was, even some of the female talent because they got the Russell guys there. And yeah, that's, that's the one thing I've always loved about Lucha Libre. They they can do the intergender stuff and it's okay. Yeah, they, yeah. It just it was just Lucha Libre is just a a different type of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that if someone wanted was curious about Lucha Libre, I would tell them to watch. Lucha Underground, you know, all three seasons. And if they can try to find any like old, older AAA or CMLL videos, and that's how you, you know, get the the gist of Lucha Libre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that is actually a great point. Um, so another question I got for you. Who are some of the talents right now? Like who are some of your favorite talents that some people might not expect? Aside from like you know the huge names out there, um, I am a friend, fan, a huge fan of Brian Pillman Jr. Mm. because he reminds me so much of his dad. I because Stevie feels so well right yo, now. Yeah, listen, that's <laughs> yo, and, and and I'm biased, right? But I like to keep my eye on the second generation, the third generation wrestlers. And Pillman, uh, Pillman, I, I can't wait till David Benoit gets into it, but Pillman yeah. is still one of those that uh, was around for the Hart Foundation. I don't know if he was in the dungeon, but you know what I mean? He's he's from that lineage. So I'm a, he every time I can watch him, I try to, because, I mean, he's the spitting image of his dad, for one. Yeah, he, I, I've... Like, if you go back and watch some of his dad's older matches and watch him, you're literally watching the same person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I just I just have the just utmost respect for Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, Harry Smith, the British Bulldogs kid. I'm, I'm glad he's back in WWE right now. Yeah, very surprising. I'm so glad he's back. 
because they had no, I don't know what WWE was thinking. They had no reason to release him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I'm, I'm Ray Phoenix. I've become a fan of Pentagon Jr. I've become a fan of. Um, I'm a huge friend, fan of the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, Shane Taylor from uh, Ring of Honor. I think he's mm-hmm. he's next on that list of guys that I think can get over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the right kind of yeah. Uh, Ring, Ring of, yeah, Ring of Honor definitely does have a uh, a solid group of people that a lot of people don't know that they should know. Like right. I think the biggest name that they probably know in Ring of Honor right now is Jay Lethal. Yeah. Yeah. But if you look right next to Young. Silas Young. That's another that's another name people don't talk about. Yeah. I, I was gonna say people like to talk about Jay Lethal and how great he's been in the business. You look right next to him and his tag partner, Jonathan Grisham, that's another person who I think could be a great talent that uh people should watch. And he's he's had to grow on me. I've uh I've been watching um, his wife for a while in Impact because mm-hmm. I, tr- I I try to think Impact is still where most of the great women's wrestling is. Um, so Jonathan had to grow on me, uh, but once you watch him, I mean, technical master. Yeah, like he's smooth as silk, and a lot of people don't even you know peep that. He like Jonathan Grisham. He reminds me a lot of. Dalenko. Mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it. Yep. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of Dean Malenko. Somebody who has always been overlooked in the industry for years. Always. I'm such a big fan of Dean Malenko. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of Dean Malenko. I mean, yeah, he's not, he doesn't really go by the, you know, man of a thousand holes moniker, but to see him you know, in the ring and using submissions and using, you know, just different things. It's like, man, this guy reminds me of Dean Malenko. So Yeah, he, he he can do like a little bit of everything, even though he doesn't have one particular thing that he's super great at. Right. And right. and I think in, in today's industry where um you have to be really technical to get any kind of props for being a technical wrestler. Um the only two people that I've really seen that make me feel that kind of way like i i feel like i'm watching dean malenko and wcw is is grisham and um zach saber jr yes because they really sell uh i mean daniel bryan does it at times but not as much but um they really kind of sell how uh how horrible the stretches look and dean used to be a master at that back in the day Mm mm-hmm this is one of the great things about the WWE network when it works like it wants to. I love <laughs> I love going back and watching like, you know, just the old WCW pay-per-views. And one of my favorite Dean Malenko matches is the very first time he faced Rey Mysterio at a Bash of the Beach. Not Bash of the Beach, but Great American Bash 96 when Rey was making his debut. Mm-hmm. That that match to me is a technical masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what match you're talking about because I I think uh WCW Dean was my first exposure to Dean. 
So back then when they used to like really, when the Cruiserweights used to hold a lot of the show. Yeah. And, and Ray was so small and so flexible and Dean used that to his every advantage. He would put him in holds. You really couldn't put anybody else in because Ray was just that small. Mm-hmm. And it looked so, so like horrible. You know what I mean? He's looking yeah, like, right, right. Guy, like and, and you know, it just just that really that like era of cruiserweight wrestling from like ninety-six to probably mid ninety-eight, to me that was some of the the best wrestling I ever seen. Because not only could they, you know, fly, but also at the same time they can do you know do these technical masterpieces? You had guys like uh, Ultimo Dragon that could use submissions and suplexes, and you know just use different things. The same thing with uh, with Dean Malenko. He used submissions, suplexes. He can you know get out and fly. It was just that was just a, a great time in wrestling that we'll probably never ever see again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely be a long time before. Uh... Or might not even happen at all, like you said. But it'll definitely be a long time before we see the industry and the talent be that diverse as they were back in that time. Yes, I I, I totally agree. All right. Uh, so another question I have for you: uh, What are your thoughts on the industry as it stands today? It's in a good place, but it can be better. What I mean by it can be better, let's take a look at WWE and the way they misuse talent. We as fans, as part of the wrestling community, know these guys can work, but the old man won't give them a chance. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I was just listening to the, the shoot pod y'all did when everybody got released. Mm-hmm. There was no reason for those releases. No reason for those releases at all. But yet, he did it anyway. Mm-hmm. AEW, on, on the other hand, they need to, to me, stop getting WWE's leftovers and grow their own talent. That's that's already there. I mean, it's cool to bring in some of those some of those you know WWE guys, but when they started this company, I felt like okay, this is something new. They're going to get a lot of the guys that from the Indies that never got a chance, and they're going to give them that push, and they hit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Impact. I don't. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what to say about Impact right now. I mean, for me, Impact is like they're either a really good hit or it's like a really big miss. Yeah, that, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe Impact. It's 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 been hit and miss for uh, at least for the last ten years. Because mm-hmm. it's either they hit the mark really well, like the last, um, <clears throat> not this anniversary that just passed, but the one before it. It's like yeah. either they hit the ball really well and it goes out the yard or they swing and they miss and they fall on their ass. Right. I don't know if y'all remember when they tried to start their quote unquote Monday night war with, with raw. Yes. When, 
<laughs> when Bischoff and Hogan were in charge, it's like, why would you want to do that? That was like the dark ages. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad, very, very bad time, man. It, it, it's it's sad because uh, we we all knew they were gonna fail, so it was kind of <laughs> like, what are they seeing? Right, <laughs> like, because like, yeah, like you almost ask yourself. They were doing fine on Thursday nights mm-hmm. because they were drawing like two million viewers every Thursday night. Because I just I just was reading and listening to some stuff, and I was like, two million? That's not bad for Thursday night wrestling. But it's like, why would you move from Thursday to Monday to try and compete with Raw? Because where they were at at that time was literally the sweet spot. They were on on Thursdays. Nobody's doing anything Thursdays. You're on Spike TV. Nobody's doing anything on Spike TV. But then when you try to jump the ship and be like, oh, okay, let's see if we can beat Raw. That was like their demise right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was one of those things that never should have, never, ever should have happened. Like, if you can go back and rewrite the 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 wrongs in wrestling history, Impact moving from Thursday to Monday should have never happened. You should have kept them on Thursday. But the only problem with that is I heard something of the like of, oh, Spike didn't promote our TV show. Uh, yes, they did. They promoted the hell out of it. Yeah. In fact, I think the only reason they got off of Spike is because someone took it over mm-hmm. and decided they didn't want wrestling anymore on the on the channel. Um, but I knew I knew they were going to implode uh, pretty quickly, even before the Monday Night War that they tried to start, because they took away the six sided ring. Yes, that yeah, that was another demise with 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 them. They should have never taken away that six sided ring because. A lot, a lot of people like me, I discovered Impact, TNA, whatever you want to call it. I discovered them on Fox Sports South, get ready for work one day. Mm. <laughs> because, like, I turned to it, I'm like, what is this? And then I'm, st- I'm starting to see, you know, guys from the past there. I'm like, what kind of company is this? Mm. And then I watched a little match called Ultimate X, and then after that, I was just kind of sold on that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the thing that made them different. Yeah, man. Well, I, I had learned it, ironically enough, I would learned it because they were doing what AEW's doing now. Um, I was watching WWE and somebody said uh, Xbox on TV, and I was like, uh, he's totally not. It's like Thursday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Xbox not. And they were like, no, turn to this, turn to Spike. He's on, he's wrestling for this other company. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch an Xbox match and then get out of here because I'm definitely sure this show has nothing to offer me. I turn, I see Xbox, and I see the six-sided ring, and I'm like, this is interesting. And I watch a little bit of it because I'm like, you know, I might as well let the night play out. And then I saw a guy named AJ Styles, and I was like, oh, I have to tune in every week now. This yeah, is- that, that, was, that was with me, with AJ, because, like, the first time he did the... Uh, the Pele kick. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Let me watch this guy. Then I seen him do the Styles Clash for the first time. Okay. Then I seen him do uh, 
the Spinal Tap for the first time, it's like, all right, I think I'm gonna watch this every day before I go to work. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, yeah, I I can't remember the exact first thing that got me like hooked in the impact. All I remember is me just flipping through the channels one day and I see the six-sided ring on TV. And the one person that stood out that I remember running to the ring, ODB. Yeah, that was a character. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I just remember her being on the stage, doing all the shit she does, and then just running to the ring. And I'm like, all right, they don't have nobody like this chick in WWE, so I got to sit down and watch this. And I forget who she was fighting. I think I want to say she was fighting like Angelina Love or Velvet Sky or something. Mm -hmm. I'm on record on the podcast, say this right now. ODB is my favorite TNA knockout. <laughs> um, you know what? Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm go I'm gonna have to agree with you. Because <laughs> that that's a conversation we've never sat down and had. Yeah, I've never I've never really thought about it. But uh, well, aside from do, what do we consider uh, Victoria? Is she WWE or she Impact? Um, Victoria was like later Impact, so yeah, I mean, I would have she, to consider she's her WWE, WWE, right? Yeah. So I would have to go with ODB. To me, she was like I saw her for the first time, and I was like, this is like a woman Stone Cold. Yeah, and. <laughs> They can never do that again. Like, like, <laughs> there's no way they're doing this today. And then she was like, about, she was one of a kind. I was gonna say, talk about a woman that has like respect not only from people and impact, but from people elsewhere. Because mm -hmm. I mean, she's she's remained good friends with the knockouts from her time. She's friends with the knockouts now. MVP, Jelton Benjamin. You know, she's friends with a lot of people in the business that respect her. And yeah. and most of the time, it's people you don't even expect. Because mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Shelton's never been an impact, right? No. See? And MVP was only there for, like, maybe a year? Maybe. Maybe so, never at long. He was in the park, you said. Yeah, it was about a year. And I don't even think MVP was there when ODB was there. It took MVP. a while for her to come back. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say if she if she was there, it was like the latter end of her career. Damn, but that that is a good point you just made, D. We never talked about that. So that might have, <laughs> that might yeah. have to be a topic of discussion one of these days. Mm -hmm. That might have to be a special edition one day. I Best female talent that. from across the promotions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Stevie, you got a, You got any other questions before we get into uh, the final big question for him? Um, while we talking about impact, let me see. Uh, do you do you have a favorite impact match? I mean, not impact, a favorite TNA match. Let's let's say it like it. Oh, that, that's 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 easy. Yeah, Joe Styles Daniels Unbreakable Six. I know exactly the match you're talking about. Okay, yeah. I consider that the greatest wrestling match in the history of TNA slash Impact. Mm. And I dare anybody to fight me over that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the; those were the 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 staples of the company. You know what I mean? Those were the people they built. They built the whole damn thing on. So for them to be all in the same ring, getting it on, was, 
crazy. Yeah, that's when Joe had like the crazy undefeated streak, and Daniels and Styles were just mm. on top of their game. They just threw Joe in there. He just elevated that match further than what it was, and it was just an unbelievable match. And like that's like one of those matches that never really had like a bad spot in it. Everything was just boom, 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 boom. Mm. Um, I think uh, I don't I don't know if uh, if y'all remember this, but it's one of my favorite TNA matches of all time, just because uh, it came with the video game. So when you got the video game, they included a, a DVD in there of some of the greatest Impact matches, mm-hmm. um, but none of them were like singles matches; they were all special matches. So one of the one of the Ultimate X matches was uh, Chris Saban, Petey Williams, and AJ Styles. That's a good one. That's a good one, too. That's number two on my list. They tore it up, man. They were absolutely amazing. Everybody sold like a motherfucker, and it was it was incredible. The My favorite spot in that match was when uh, AJ took that uh, springboard drop kick from Chris Saban, and he did that flip. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... the, the sale job AJ did on that, that it was that's probably the best sale job I've ever seen. But also at the same time, you think your lucky star is that that kid did not he didn't land on his head. Because mm-hmm. I honestly thought he was gonna land on his head. I'm like, oh shit. It's a, it's a terrible thing to say, but some of AJ's best spots were when you thought that that man was gonna kill himself. Yeah. But yeah. like we said earlier, man. AJ carried that company for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to see them not offer him anything and him just walk to, you know. Yeah, they wanted him to take a pay cut. Yeah, they wanted him to take a pay cut. So he's like, nah, I'm out. I'm going to go to New Japan. The next mm-hmm. thing you know, he's winning the IWGP belt. He's leading the Bullet Club. He's. <clears throat> Having some of the best matches of his career, you know, in his career, also during that time, too. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite matches happens to be AJ and Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. 11. Mm-hmm. It was just, you, you think to yourself as a fan, it's like, man, what if they had offered AJ Styles the money he was asking for? Imagine how many more people would be in Impact right now just on AJ. To work with him. But then again, you think about that, and honestly, I think had had they given him the money, even today he'd probably be in AEW. Because to tell you the truth, I think if he hadn't left when he left, he might have left when Sting left. Because you got to remember, slowly everybody that built that company was leaving. Yeah. yeah, Joe was out the door, Bobby was out the door, EY was out the door. And and it's a real testament to who AJ was as um, as somebody you could build a company on because he went on to do it everywhere else he went after that. Yeah, because a lot of people forget during the, like the early early days of TNA, he was the first X Division champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they literally built the X Division around him and low key and Jerry Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was the entire X division in the early days of TNA, mm-hmm. and 
he just it just seemed like year by year he just took his game up in the X division so much it got to a level like okay the bar is so high in the X division we can't leave you there yeah we can't leave you there so we're going to move you over to the main event picture and for the most part he did well in the main event picture mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. one of one of my favorite matches not because of how good the match was but because of how much it means AJ Kurt Angle Thing, Matt Morgan, that fatal four-way that they had when AJ first got the world title. Yeah. yeah that, mm-hmm. that, one's, that one's probably my favorite, just because of how much that means. Like, literally at the end, everybody's hoisting this man up in the ring. And you know what? I think it was because of, like I said, it's, it's what it meant, because for a while we had watched him, even in the main event picture, take a back seat. Like, when Kurt got there, when Christian got there, and they were both using him as, like, a lackey, yeah. Had you been watching from the beginning, you're like, this guy's nobody's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody's uh, like it. Yeah, just watching this, that that storyline, you know, I was just sitting there like, why are they doing my guy like this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it means something when he finally got his moment, man. Yeah. Definitely. That it did. Um, all right, so we got one final question for you, D. Um, as we've said, this is our 50th episode, 50 in review. Uh, what is your favorite episode or rant that we've done in the, in the last 50 episodes? The shoot pod with, uh, <laughs> the shoot podcast y'all did when everybody got released. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because that, that episode to me was funny, but y'all spoke so many facts mm. about talent that should have should have been released and everything. And that 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 ranks number one. Like like I said, I was listening to that before when I before uh, I came home from work. I was listening to it while I was on my way home. Mm. And then number two. Is the uh, the Eddie versus Ray thing y'all did? <laughs> oh, man. Did he win, man? Did he win? Who who was the who was right? Was Eddie right or was Ray right? In a, I think both of them were right in a way. Uh, it's just the the <laughs> oh man, it's kind of it's kind of hard to. A debate because both of y'all made so many valid points, and it was just kind of like, well, Stevie's kind of got a point, Duke's got a point. Damn, I don't know who to agree with. So to me, I kind of consider that a draw. Mm. I feel like that's healthy. That's where it should. That's where we should leave them. If they feel like it's a draw at the end, then I I did my part. I did what I was supposed to do. That that that's a small victory for you if you can make that a draw, right? Yeah, at, at, <laughs> least, at least if you can if you can listen to the whole thing and be like, uh, he might not be totally right. Then I feel like I've I've won. I've done my job You've because my, the the point of these for me is to have you look at who they told you was the good guy, and have you doubt that at least twenty five percent. If you can feel like he might be a little bit of an an asshole, 
I, I did my part. <laughs> okay. Okay. With that that being said, I I have no problem giving you a small victory there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah, D, that, D was just, a, that was a good one. He just unintentionally played peer mediator for the both of us. <laughs> This, this is this has been an inside rivalry between us for the longest time. Listen, I, I've always felt like, you know, Eddie was uh, wrongly wrongly portrayed in that feud, man. But we got we got some others we got to do. Yeah, definitely. We got we got a few we got in the tuck that we got to unleash. Mm. Uh, I can't wait for them. We can't wait to bring them out, man, because I know we're gonna have a good time with it, and I know you're gonna enjoy them just as much as we did. Mm. Uh, all right, well, Mr. D the Toy Hunter, that is everything that we have for you today, brother. Um, before you log off, why don't you tell the people where they can find you and what platforms that they can interact with you at? First of all, if you want to watch me spend ridiculous amounts of money on wrestling figures, uh, you can look me up on YouTube, D the Toy Hunter. I go out on amazing hunts and I try to find the latest and greatest and Wrestling figures, Funko Pops, and uh, Marvel Legends. I just did a video where uh, I was literally all over Nashville this past Saturday. And uh, needless to say, uh, that I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, D the Toy Hunter. You can follow me on Twitter, at D the Toy Hunter. And uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, if you guys definitely didn't check out D the Toy Hunter's last video, you need to, because this man pulled some fire, and I was like, damn, he grabbed something that I was going to send him, so now I got to think outside the box and do something else real quick. Oh, yeah, and and by the way, if anybody hasn't seen uh, the uh, unboxing video that Duke did, I advise people to go watch that, because his reaction is priceless and hilarious all at the same time. <laughs> I was not expecting the stuff that was in there, man. I really was. I mean, I was expecting one thing that was in there, but then I got the other thing, and I was like, "Oh, damn it! No wonder this. This is why people edit their videos." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "This is what I get for saying I'm unedited and unfiltered." I was like, "Oh, oh shit! Oh, wait, wait, what?" <laughs> that's that's one thing about me, man. I when it comes to you know just you know, helping out the community. I like to be unpredictable and just throw something in there that you never would expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I love about you, bro, man. Our, our little wrestling family that we got is a tight-knit family, and we all look out for one another. You know, you, me, Stevie, Fett, Reckless, Bobby Rassels, everybody, man. It's always been a great group of people that interact with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing I love about just this the community in general it's just all about looking for you know just looking out for looking out for the next person and like i said our little group is you know it's super tight you know we can chop it up about wrestling chop it up about figures and then also at the same time if you know somebody's looking for something it's like hey man i got you we can just you know just shoot it to one another and like you know we we keep in touch you know we try to you know try to holler holler you know at each other every day just to you know, see how everybody's doing. Even if it's just, you know, hey, what's up, man? You good? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just how it is with us. Yeah, absolutely, man. We always try to look out for one another. 
Yeah, and I, I couldn't think of a you know a great group of people to, you know, you know, be included in. Again, shout out to you guys, shout out to Fed, shout out to Reckless, Bobby Russell's man. I just I love you guys, and you know this is this is you know probably one of the the best best times of my life I'm having right now. That's one of the best times of my life I'm having right now. That means a lot, bro, man. We're glad that we're glad to be a part of your life as well. Just like, you know, we're glad to have you in our lives. That's right, man. Uh, well, thank you, Dita Toy Hunter, for being our one of our first guests. Uh, as always, brother, stay blessed. Stay dangerous. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our first guest, Dita Toy Hunter. Next up on the docket, this man. I needed to have him on the show because he says what he feels and he don't hold back. So without further ado, Fetz Frequency. <laughs> What's, What's going on, y'all? What's going I on, Fetz? That, bro. I'm good, man. Just chilling. Appreciate yeah, we... y'all for having me on, man. Oh, no problem, man. This was a must. When, when we was, like I said earlier, when we were coming up with our short list of guests, bro, you were right there on the docket. So mm -hmm. we had to have you on here. I appreciate it, man. All right. So the first question I'm gonna dive into, bro. You are a you've been a wrestling fan longer than myself and Stevie. So I want to ask you, what got you into the world of wrestling? Oh, I mean, I guess for me it was just one of those things like when my eyes locked on what I was looking at. I mean, that was it. I don't remember a time like whenever me and my brothers or my dad like wasn't into wrestling in some fashion. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I guess we always been into like combat art stuff. So like boxing or karate or whatever, but like we was big Ninja Turtle fans. So, you know what I mean? Like, and my dad like got us a whole bunch of combat art sort of stuff, like all sorts of stuff, like the very few things he did do, you know what I mean? My, my guy came through on that. So when I mm -hmm. locked eyes with wrestling, you know what I mean? It was just secondhand nature there. There you mm -hmm. go. I don't really right. know how to explain it, you know? I got you. Well, like you said, it was you, your pop, and your brother, and I'm kind of in the same boat on that because I got into it with my brother, too, so I can't really front you on that one. Right on. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, for me and my pops, this, we ended up being, like, the only ones from uh, everybody that used to watch to still watch and pay attention to it. Uh, but that's how we all came up together, too. It used to be, like, a whole family thing that we all used oh, to nice. watch it together. That's what's up, though. That's dope. Mm -hmm. That's dope, man. Yeah. Anytime it can become like a family ordeal in any type of way, it makes it right. even just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, next question I got for you. Uh, what are some promotions that you like watching or keeping an eye on aside from the big one like WWE? I mean, I'm excluding AEW and WWE from that list. Mm -hmm. uh recently i just found out like on my on my tv we have like a uh some sort of an app that has a whole bunch of like it's got a bob ross channel a kitchen nightmares channel well they have a tna channel so mm. i've been watching they have a mixture they you know the, you guys know the impact plus like the wwe uh network yeah, sort of thing. yeah. yeah they got that on my tv so they kind of show stuff from the asylum days, the NWA TNA days, and even up to uh, the COVID era. So I keep wow. my eye on that. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah, that during COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. They got they they, they jumped got that though, on cable. You know? 
Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. nothing chronological, but it, it jumps around. And I don't even need cable. It's actually just if if I got Wi-Fi, my TV will do the rest for me. So, oh, damn. Um, yeah, anything Impact, TNA, I, sometimes I'm not big into it no more. I think I fell off around, like, when AJ left the first time before his New Japan run. Mm. And then uh, I'll, I'll pay attention, obviously, to New Japan. Um, sometimes I'll give Ring of Honor a go. I know GCW is, like, really hardcore, so I'm not really – not that I'm against it, but I don't really go for that because – to me, it's just all knockoffs of what ECW mm-hmm. was doing and even mm-hmm. hardcore New Japan stuff back in the day. So I just think that they, not that they go over line, it's just to what point now, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to see guys just hurting themselves to hurt themselves, so. Yeah, uh, like, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to see, like, the CZW type of stuff where they just use the fluorescent lights and all that yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not too many, like, promotion promotions out there that I can watch without having to do a whole bunch of diving and doing, like, you know, dirty diving streaming, you know what I mean? Like, illegal mm-hmm. streaming and stuff. So <laughs> I try not to go too far if I have, have to do all that. But, you know, them them the main ones I'll go for. All right. Um, you, mentioned the t- you mentioned TNA, so I got to ask you, bro, because you brought up TNA. Is their network better than the WWE's network right now? No, nothing no. about nothing about TNA's network. TNA is better than WWE. <laughs> like even on even with WWE's network being on Peacock, they don't have any content. The only content they have is wrestling matches, and then peep this: the good stuff, the really really good stuff. Um, they have the Asylum years, some of them, but the end of the Asylum years, and then whenever like. Paul Hogan first came in in the Joker Sting era. None of that is on. Oh, oh so, wow. So they got like yeah. a big like time gap between. Yeah, yeah. They got a lot mm. on their like uh, uh, show wise is like enough to keep somebody entertained. But if you wanted to watch it chronological like I did, because I had got it uh, the past year, I had got it. And I was like, well, damn, most of the reason I got it so I could watch the, the end of the NWA era past the asylum era up to joker's thing well half mm-hmm. that wasn't there so oh damn uh, yeah and and wwe network y'all y'all know what they got the top 10 they got all the shows they got xavier woods game channel they mm-hmm. got wcw ecw wwe you know what i mean they got all those specials the nxt shut like uk like that's another thing most i forgot about but you know y'all know I- Shit, I would have thought I would have thought that they would at least had their stuff together like they ducks in a row like WWE did. I mean, okay, so on the t- my TV, right? I have both the app and the now I got the free TV version. The free uh-huh. TV version will show greatest uh female title changes or greatest uh championship moment or greatest heel moment, whatever like that. But then other than that, it'll just jump around showing different matches or different pay-per-views the oh, app, yeah. yeah the app itself will only do pretty much just shows it doesn't have any special categories of anything like no interviews or nothing so it's a big it's like base level here's the matches of 75 percent of tna history and that's all you get uh, damn yeah yeah, I would have kind of thought they would have at least had at least some of their ducks in a row. But so damn. they have they have like basically what they would call their attitude era, like their yeah. 
greatest yeah. early stuff and then after that yeah nothing. they got their they got their their early <clears throat> 90s uh uh like their first pg era with like doing the clown and all the handyman work or gimmicks and all mm. stuff. the the whenever monday night raw starts they got that nwa tna era and then they mm. got the attitude era type shit with the asylum years up to the to some of the current stuff but that big chunk with Joker's thing and Hulk Hogan coming there at the beginning and all that stuff, like, is not. Whenever I first checked, last time I checked, it was not on there. And I dug for a minute. <laughs> Trust me. I mean, but thinking about it now, I can kind of understand why they wouldn't want to have the Hulk Hogan era on there, because that wasn't the greatest era, aside from, like, maybe yeah. a couple things. But but I'd rather watch that over what they're doing currently 2021. Really? Yeah. I don't like TNA now at all. Like, it's a bunch of people. I have no idea who they are. It's too... I'm a guy where I'm not like I hold on to the old Bergs of the world, but I like to see a not a passing of the torch, but shit makes sense. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that's where WWE fucked up. That's why we have no stars, because they they don't pass on the torch the right way and then we just stuck with fine well here's this new guy and watch him do all these dope moves and he can't talk he can't do this he can't do that because he wasn't trained all the way by people that been there and done that you know what i mean they all yeah. are in new japan or wwe or nxt or something now so and then the people the people that they have now they kind of for some reason just hold on to and hold near and dear forever like the miz right Mm-hmm. And, that then, are, and that's then not you, doing anything. That's not yeah. doing anything for you. Not fish nor fowl, bro. Right? Like, yeah. it's, it's just right there in the middle of the road. You know? Mm-hmm. He said that about the Miz, Stevie, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But that's but that's also part of my part of my uh, my gripe with <clears throat> the Miz criticism because, like Duke said, they'll find people that. Uh, can do it all, and then they'll just hold them as long as humanly possible because they can't make anybody else. But that's what's made the Miz great in an era where they can't make any other stars. They have to keep him on the back burner because he's like the last one they have. And and that doesn't necessarily mean he can do it good. It just means that he can no. Do that it. just means he can do it right. And you gotta no, hold I, that to you know some I kind of that. standard. I need that. If but, you need somebody like that, you got the Miz and a Dolph Ziggler, maybe, but it's not too many of them. And I'll still put Miz over Dolph. Mm-hmm. But that's they fault. <laughs> but that's, right. Exactly. That's exactly bro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But do you think that's why AEW has really invested in managers? Whereas like WWE just kind of let everybody drown. And don't save nobody. <laughs> okay, let, let's put it to you like this, okay? WWE is making everybody drown, right? Or starve or whatever. Well, AEW is making everybody fat to where they just sink because they are like that. Big. <laughs> like, they, either way, either way, one side is making you completely barren and anemic, or the other side is just making you obese and big as hell and mm. don't need it. Like, it's like <laughs> over the top and you don't need it. You don't need it and it's not helping. Like, okay. Mm. The Damn, whole so Sting and Orange Cassidy thing, don't get it. It wasn't even over the top. It was just like, 
why y'all keep doing this cheesy stuff? It's not bad enough. You had a sparkler ring explode. You had a whoopee. You had a whoopee cushion explosion. You got. You got. I'm not doing it. I, I don't know what to do, brother Stevie. I just I don't know what to do with either one of those companies. You know, because they both they they hinder both their talents in different ways. You know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like AEW made the mistake of having way too many people and not enough places to go. And mm-hmm. then where exactly. WWE didn't give anybody any kind of resource to get better, AEW gave anybody they thought had promised somebody, and then it became too much. Way too much. Now everybody has somebody, but if everyone has somebody, then who matters? You know what I mean? You back at the bottom. And that's that's a part of the problem. You know what I mean? Like the other part is like they don't know, they they don't know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I think that they starting to understand that, but they just grasp for, for straws. Like WWE don't leave you enough rope to do anything with, but AEW give you so much rope, you'll be tangled up and you'll hang yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. Yeah, you got a lot of freedom at AEW, but it's like Vince Russo. Like, you're just spitting out. Prime example. Motherfuckers just saying fucking shit to fucking say it. And I'm sorry to say it like that, y'all, but when people are saying, people that have these prestigiously high and extraordinarily awesome podcasts and blah, blah, and they're sitting there saying, Kenny Omega is the modern-day Ric Flick boy. Oh, my God. Boy. <laughs> boy. Mm. Man. Mm. Uh, yeah. Ain't nothing from the devil, boy. It ain't got boy. Oh my who, who was it speci- who was it specifically that said that? Was it Vince Russo? <sighs> I don't know who that was, and I couldn't figure it out. But it sounded like somebody that was a wrestler, and I'm just like, bro, no, I'm not doing this with y'all. I'm well, whoever, not doing this with you. Whoever said that needs to get discredited from whatever the hell type of platform. Bro, who but even even in our era we not we not we don't compare any of our wrestlers other than maybe sean and that's just that's just wrestling wise yeah wrestling wise you ain't talking about the whole thing the whole kid in caboodle who we compare rick flair to from our era how dare you compare him to some cornball snowflake in your era yeah there's really nobody you can compare rick to right now Mm -hmm. like you just said the only person from like back then, the air, from back in that era that you could probably compare somebody to is Sean. And that's because Sean wrestled back then and Sean wrestled a little bit in the 2000s. Like Sean actually had what? <clears throat> when did Sean finally hang him up? Like 20, 2010? Yeah, I think whenever so. that Undertaker match was. Yeah, see, so 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. So you can still compare Sean and most of the people compare AJ to him. AJ wrestled in the same time that Sean did for a little bit. That's a gripe I have with people, too. Like, I love how they... But that's WWE fault. Because for a while, they kept saying, oh, he's the greatest wrestler of this generation. And I'd be like, motherfucker, he was the greatest wrestler of this generation, last generation. Like, he been here for a minute. Y'all, y'all mm-hmm. see? Yeah. The Man. greatest wrestler of this generation, y'all don't let get over. So, and, you know. Man. <laughs> Bro, sitting there well. just doing nothing. The few, the few that you could call the greatest of this generation, like the one, two, or three of them, like whoever you can say, AJ Finn, whatever, whoever you want to say, they don't do nothing to let them be great. Like you said, mm-hmm. bro, they just sitting there being like CM Punk said. It's just enough. If 
if he came back, he'd be another dude just doing bad wrestling TV. Mm-hmm. Just he spoke dude. on the wheel. Right. Spoke on the wheel. Wheel going to keep right. on turning. And it's not even nobody's fault, but the companies that's at hand, just, they just, they don't know how to get out of their own way. It don't matter I mean, which way it is. I mean, technically, since most of the best wrestlers of this generation that people talk about are in WWE and are not doing anything, I would have to say, and if I had to pick somebody who's doing something, I'm going to have to go with Okada. Really? I, I mean, Okada, just because Okada's actually doing something. Yeah, but Okada's I, comes from a company that, like, takes actually, very good yeah. care of storylines and story arcs and who wrestlers are and why they're at where they're I mean, at, if everybody you know, else was doing something relevant and good, then maybe, yeah. But, but I can't put Finn in there. But I can't put Shinsuke in there just because look at what they've been doing the last five years. Well, listen, you you know you know my thing. Like, I, I've been saying forever that, like, there's dudes in here that, like, like Ricochet, that, like, personally got compliments from some of the best in the business, and they sitting on a back burner because nobody cares. Because hey, y'all that, didn't make them care. If The Rock can come w- out and say, this dude is the future, and he's sitting on the main event, you know what I mean? Y'all did something wrong. Y'all did something wrong about that. You, you got mixed feelings on Ricochet? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that I don't see his talent and appreciate for what it is. But ever since him and Will Ospreay did that whole like dance recital in the middle mm-hmm. of the ring, mm-hmm. I just can't. I just like I know, and I know people don't get it, but y'all gotta understand from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s up until 2010, I was used to grappler, brawler, mm-hmm. wrestling. Yeah, and you were mixed, used to the technical strong style right, with mixed the with mixed with some slug fest with the dudes that can't really do anything. So whenever mm-hmm. we did get the the Ray Mysterios of the world and stuff like that. That was sprinkled in. Those was attractions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't every single match you got a Ray. Every single match you got a big show. Every single match you got an Undertaker. Like no, like they had a place on the card, a place in the match, a place for that night. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like everybody is trying to be Ricochet or Will Ospreay or Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And not that it's nothing wrong with that, but it's like. How many moves can you do, bro, before they yeah. start meaning something? Yeah. I, and I you agree. I mean? But my thing was, like, if you look at New Japan, right, they took, like, the same two guys from that, and you look at the way their careers transpired. One was able to become, like, king of New Japan, and the other is, like, dressing like Sheamus to fuck with him. Yeah. And it's no, not yeah, to say that. I, it's I, not I to wish say they would give him a better place, like, bro. Yeah, it's not to say that he should be like the top of the card, but he no, I don't. Be, yeah. He at least shouldn't be where he's at. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just wish he would learn how to wrestle pro style and not just indie lucha libre style. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, which because this is what I always tell people: if he gets into a ring with a Brock Lesnar, what's he gonna do? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that that the the he though that sort of style against a guy like that. You only have spots like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, could he learn to wrestle mm. how AJ learned to wrestle? Because when we seen AJ wrestle or Finn wrestle, uh Brock, like I mean Daniel Bryan wrestle Brock, like we we okay, we believe it. We think that they could win. I don't think Ricochet, the way he wrestles now, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and obviously the way they got him booked, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just being trash, like, has any chance against a guy like Brock Lesnar. So, yeah, he'd just be bouncing against yeah. a brick wall. Right. And those are the dudes with the main event and making the money and running the, the real show. Like, who's mm-hmm. running SmackDown? Roman Reigns. Who's running Raw? Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Who's running NXT? Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All big, muscular Jack. Spectacular stars, you know, and all I think people that fit that Vince McMahon mold. Maybe yep. that's what made uh, well, I I can't say I can't think of anybody from today except for Champa, but I don't want to, I don't want to throw my man out there like that. Um, love but that's love Champa, right? Love and his, Ciampa, yeah. but it's matches like that. Like you think about uh, the king of uh, NXT UK is Walter. That's a big mm. game. But Ciampa mm. put on a very believable match. Right. Mm-hmm. And exactly, so, I, so I get what you're saying. If, if right. Ricochet had a little more uh, technical in him, if he had a little more pure grappling style, it, it, it'll look If he could go better. deeper in the bag whenever it made sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. To go to pull out the stuff he needed to. Because I get he needs to overcompensate because of his size, but just do it in the right way to where it's not like, if there so was not being a spot monkey, essentially. Right. And that's that's what I felt like him and Will Ospreay did. And I seen that. And I think I was the only one that, like you said, bro, I say what I say and I mean it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to dog these dudes. I know what they do is hard and it's talent and it takes time and all that shit. But at the same time, I've been watching. It's like basketball. I watched basketball for almost 30 years, bro. Almost mm-hmm. 30, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So if I get somebody out there and they throwing they throwing the ball like it's a football and it's not doing anything good, I think I'm gonna say something. I, I just think I'm going to have yeah. something. So mm-hmm. if you get out there and it's wrestling and you thought it was okay, the spot show, like this ain't the circus, bro. Like this yeah. is not I know we kind of like that, but it's it's not exactly like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I get That's exactly what right now. I get exactly what you're saying, though. I really do. But I don't hate him. I want him to to do good. Ricochet is a star. I do believe mm-hmm. that. They just gotta. They have to book him better, and he has to learn a, another style. And I aside, think he can, aside from lifeline. Yeah, he does though. I'll give it to him. But yeah, I want to be able to believe him like I believed in Ray. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I think that's what Eddie understood. Like he just knew that there had to be more to it. Yeah. So he, Bro, he had to who was that everything. clown that said that? About <laughs> oh man! Oh, what is going on in the wrestling world today? <laughs> yeah, that, Ali, was, that was a wild. I, I don't even know Ali Oso, Ali Ono. I don't even know what the hell his name is. His comment was an oh no. He won't be back he for a while. He trolled or no? Y'all think I, he really believed that, or was he trolled? I don't know. If he wasn't trolling, all I got to say is cocaine is a hell of a drug. Man, yeah, I I think maybe he had a friend that was just that just was telling him too much about Eddie and he 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 got upset and said something he shouldn't have said. You see how quick the rest <clears> of the community <throat> came out there though, right? Yeah, but he knew he was wrong. <laughs> he knew he, he, knew he was turned wrong. Up, turned off I mean, his mentions if, and everything. If Eddie himself changes Vince's mind about once being called a B B plus player once when he first got there when it was WWF or when he was doing his China thing <laughs> on Raw. He changed Vince's mind by the time he got down to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So much so that he beat one of Vince's favorite champions, Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. So, much so, that, so much so that he did it when he came back from rehab. Mm-hmm. At a time and, when Brock was going to carry the company. WrestleMania. 
Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. B plus player. That's a wild accusation. That's a wild thing to say. All right. Well, while we were just talking about some of these talents, I got another question for you, bro. Who are some of your favorite talents right now that some people might not expect? Like that some people might not expect that I like or are they just like underrated and I like them? It could be both. It could could be like underrated and you like them or just somebody that you like that, you know, we might not expect. It could be either or. Okay. I'll I'll give you, I'll give you one. I I, I like that you wouldn't expect. And then a couple underrated. Okay. That people don't really think about, I guess. (sighs) An underrated one, Otis. Uh, I know, I know a lot of people do not like this gimmick he's doing now mm-hmm. or the other one, the heavy machinery one. But bro can go like mm. for real. Like how okay. we was just talking about wrestling different styles and being able to match it and make it make sense and always mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Name me one Otis match to where we was like, oh, he botched it up or. Like, the only thing we could say about an Otis match is, like, we don't like the gimmick or, like, why is he wrestling this person? Yeah. But as far as the action of the match, Otis be doing his thing, bro. And mm-hmm. he has been before he, uh, in the NDC and the NXT, you know? So. Yeah. I can understand. Uh, I can understand the Otis mm-hmm. pick, though. Yeah, yeah. That's just one that came to mind real quick that I know a lot of people don't think about or they give them grief because the shit Vince done put them through. <laughs> But he was a collegiate wrestler too at one point, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. So he was. I, I, yeah. I can, yeah, I can understand the Otis pick. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like Otis, Otis gets down. Um, I'm gonna have to keep my eye on him. Yeah, yeah. So does this is this just WWE or it could be anywhere? anywhere WWE, yeah. okay, New all Japan, right, anywhere. Hmm. Man. The pool don't open. Okay, this gonna be the one that people might not think that I might like or even know who he is. I'm keeping my eye on. He got my interest peaked. That Jay White cat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I dig him. I dig him a little bit. He, he a little smaller. You know what I mean? Which is cool. But it seemed like he know, like he obviously know how to carry himself. He know how to talk on the mic well enough. You know what I mean? He don't make the the. The backstage segments seem awkward or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have yet to see him in a match match, like mm-hmm. live that they didn't like clip out with highlights or nothing. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but yeah, that Jay White is probably the uh, the one cat that I was like, yeah, man, he he got something going for him. If I see why WWE was going after him before he just decided to stay indie, which yeah. made sense, which makes sense for him. I would have did that too. Um, money wise and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I think Jay had to grow on us, but at, yeah, at he moment, definitely did. I'm just waiting for that, for that, that, that one, like that match is like, all right, he's, he's yeah, because he's solid. He, he's solid. Because at first, when he, when he first <clears> became the leader of Bullet Club, we didn't understand it. We didn't, you know, agree with it. But after like the COVID stuff happened and he had to stay, in his home country for a little bit. And then when he came back, he came back like not as a whole new person, 
but he came back a little different. Like he, he, he seemed he, like he was sure of himself. Yeah, like his talking got better, his in-ring ability got better. Even when New Japan was doing them backstage segments where they let people talk freely, he was actually getting that confidence about him, kind of like a little like Tomatonga does. Nice. And he was starting to get that freedom and become himself. So we were like, oh damn, okay. If this is the new Jay White, we approve. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about wrestlers. Like they they able to do their own thing, but they don't miss the plot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of what we doing here, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh I guess my last one, um <sighs> people gonna feel indifferent about this one for a lot of reasons. Then like, well, he's not really underrated, he might be properly rated or whatever, but I'm I'm gonna have to go until I get a sheet in front of me. I'm gonna say MVP. Because I need mm. more. I, I got names in my head, but MVP. Because I always like what he has always done. And I think he's always been in the place where they could do more. But mm. they haven't. And I'm just trying to figure out, like, why? Like, like he's kind of not, like, not as severely as Bobby Lashley by any stretch of the imagination. Because Bobby Lashley is a way bigger star than MVP is. But yeah. I still think MVP deserves another heavy title reign and then like a one-off with the belt because MVP can do it all. He got an established character. He can talk. He can run a match. He can he can wrestle with a star. He might not be the star, but he like a Triple H to me. You know what I mean? Triple H wasn't always the guy. He was mm-hmm. the guy for like three years. But other yeah. than that, he was the one, he was the ring general or... He was the guy that you partnered your baby face with up to make make look good to get that rub or whatever have you. Yeah. you know what I mean, I think MVP is that cat, and I just don't think any of us talk about him enough, mostly because how they keep kind of not utilizing him enough kind of everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I, you know, that's how I feel about MVP. I love yeah. MVP. So I, You I know think- what? Go ahead. I'll go let ahead. you go, Stevie. Oh, okay. No, I'll let you go. go I was going to say, like, I feel you. <clears throat> I feel like sometimes MVP came in, like, an era too soon. Because if you gave me an MVP today, I feel like he'd be, he'd have been... Uh, Money. Yeah. He'd have been, he'd have been a, a better choice for... Um, the first like black world champion before Kofi. Yeah. Because MVP was the complete package when he first got here, especially yeah. after like the stint he had with where uh, Benoit was like his mentor or whatever. And they was having that little thing. Like after that, he was like a made man to me. And I was just waiting on him to pull a trigger, but it was a lot like John Morrison for me where like, it felt like everyone. It felt like everyone that was watching knew he was ready, but they would never give him the okay. Like they would never pull the trigger on it. And then he left, and then I guess it kind of set like a ceiling for him because now everywhere else he went, they felt like that. Like he was money, but yeah, he's not world champion. Like the only the only saving grace I think he had when he left was that when he went to New Japan and he was their first uh, IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. I think that was really like the height for him as far as giving, being given something and being like, oh, okay, here, run with it. 
Because mm-hmm. the U.S. title, I don't really count that because they give the U.S. title to anybody, even though he was one of the better U.S. champions of that era. Oh yeah, I would say though, y'all, like it's 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 a it's quite a few wrestlers from the 2007 to 2010, 11 era of wrestling that, like you said, bro, they just they got they was. They was either uh, era ahead or era behind. You know what I mean? Like, they was not in the right place at the right time like a lot of the other cats. Like, okay, and this is nothing against this cat, okay? I, and I love him. Love him to death. He, he is savage. But Hardcore Holly is one of them cats where I'm just like, how did he make it so long? It, not just in the industry, like, with a TNA or WWE, but just with WWE, period. You know what I mean? It was like he came in that ear, you know what I mean? Whenever, like, he was there the right time, right place sort of situation where he could get a little career carved out for himself. But dudes mm-hmm. like John Morrison, MVP, the Spears squad, even Sheamus, like, dudes like dudes like that, like, they got they, they rub or whatever, they got a title hold, but they, they wasn't a part, like I said, they didn't get that, that, that generation before them toward it. They got that star, like, you know what I mean? Like, you consistently about to be in the rotation type shit. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? they, yeah, they, yeah. They got right there, and then they got took out and went to New Japan or went to Impact or went to the, the Lucha Libre. What was that Lucha Libre company? Uh, Lucha Underground. Lucha, Lucha Underground, Underground or, yeah, or you, the AAA, now AW. So once you start hopping like that, I think that's a lot of people's problem is, no offense, I would do whatever WWE wanted me to do for a certain amount of time just to get, a like, a legit name mm-hmm. so then I could go and do whatever I wanted and then maybe come back and be taken serious one day. But if you're yeah, not there long that, enough... Then at that point, you could bet on yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're not there long enough, you it's going to be hard to bet on yourself, especially if the next place you go to, they don't know what to do with you, and then you still got the butterflies and the bubble guts, and you don't know what to say day in and day out. You're too indecisive with your character, yeah. your words. Like, that'll come back on you, because it's a, every every time motherfuckers come out here, to me, that's an opportunity for them to do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If CM Punk never sat on that stage and gave that pipe bomb, who knows if I would ever, like, stay with wrestling. You know, uh-huh. if if AJ Styles didn't come back and challenge John Cena the way he did and show out, who knows if I'd have thought of AJ in the same way. You know what I mean? So it's shit like that is that yeah. a lot of these guys don't do whenever they leave and whenever they come back to WWE. That's just and they got stuck in a wrong generation, like bro said, which sucks because uh-huh. they are really good talents. So yeah. And then I think there's some people they just drop the ball with. Like oh yeah. Like I, I, I hate how they treated Shelton when Shelton came back. Yeah. That made me upset. Cause like Shelton was that dude, man. Like still is to me, man. And he he had and it was he he didn't have he checked all the boxes. Like he never had he never had a bad match. He had more memorable moments than most people. Mm-hmm. And he was a big dude. So you can't say he's too small to get over. You know what I mean? He came up with a class of people that's all world champions. I mean, for God's sake, for God's sake, he he trained Brock Lesnar. He trained Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and when he came back, he still looked great. I was like, man, this dude is... But I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. They just... I guess the only thing you could say about him is that he couldn't cut a good promo all the time. 
all the time. That that's probably that was probably his only downfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but that's a big one. The wrestling mm-hmm. and cutting the promos like mm-hmm. damn near eighty percent of it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And WWE judged that promo down there worse than they'll judge them out. <clears throat> you know that Ultimate yeah. Warrior. Hello, like no offense to Andre, but it's not like Andre was doing Hurricane Ronald. So like Hulk Hogan, anyone like we can keep going with names that they've yeah. done that with. Yeah. Where it's just like they they got a good presence or they got a decent promo with a good presence and everything else is butt cheeks. But Vince is like, oh, that's good shit, pal. <laughs> <laughs> like. That's the, that's the, that's the I'm mad because I'm mad because now I'm trying to envision Andre doing a fucking hurricane around it. He's out plancha, you know, like he ain't doing that, bro. Oh man. You right though. You right though. And I guess that's just from how how this shit started, you know what I mean? Cause it mm-hmm. wasn't like you was getting the most amazing motherfuckers at the beginning of this, but you was mm-hmm. getting great character work. So you gotta most of it is you gotta you gotta be able to go on the mic and then we can figure everything else out. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I hold out hope for my boy Cena, man. I, <laughs> I will dog I will dog that man and dog walk him through the mud. But whenever I hear him talk, I'm like, okay, just yeah. give him a minute. Give him a minute. He might come come it'll get you, boy. It it might get there. Right. Yeah, that, that's something you could never you can never take away from him. Even if they all classic John Cena promos, at this point, like a classic John Cena promo is still better than most promos you hear nowadays. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That that is nowhere. He, he that is nowhere the, near he a lot. Spend the whole. Uh, you can. Uh, you. I'm like a big purple pinwheel, so you could blow. Go ahead and blow me. Like he did that. <laughs> That one in the D's nuts <clears throat> one a few times. Like mm-hmm. he can do them over and over, and that'd be better than what we got today. Or, or what mm-hmm. if what what if uh, when he did that? Uh, how about a little heel turn, and then he started turning oh. his foot in the ring? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. He a trip, man. He a trip. Hell yeah. But I, okay. I give I give uh, Vince and the company uh, props for that doing the right thing when AJ got here, because uh, AJ I give AJ John and whoever booked it. The, the credit they deserve because they did it mm-hmm. the right way. They they understood what AJ was, what John was, but they also understood like, AJ is probably the best wrestler in the world right now. And mm-hmm. if we're going to come in here like and have years. a regular fucking match with John Cena, we stupid. So let's treat this the right way and have AJ run circles around John like he actually- Give it the respect it deserves. Exactly. Bro, I'm telling you, when he, when they first, I, t- I was just telling my brother, man, one of my favorite moments, and it's so small, but it's the small shit for me, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, they was in the ring, you know, you was talking about, he was running circles around him, and then he got him on the mat, he flipped him up, landed him on his back, and then he, AJ just sitting there, he looked back, he like, this all he got? <laughs> right here. He said, "Shit!" Like you that's, can see the whole, you can hear him say it and lip it. I was like, "That's my boy!" Like, not many people it. would break like wrestling mode for two mm-hmm. seconds. Be like, "This motherfucker is not everything y'all said he was." Uh-huh. He's not as advertised. He could be. He could be a great storyteller when the time. Oh calls. man, Katie, me, man, I love that man, boy. Both of them. Both of them. It's until that moment that I was scared to death. Because you know when the new guys come in, it don't matter how good you was anywhere else. 
they might dog you in that ring. But the, I was, was going to say was, it was at that moment where I was like, okay, he's safe. They did I was going right to say, look, <laughs> look at uh, when Nakamura fought John and dropped John on his damn head. Mm. Yeah. Man, yeah, they they ain't really been happy with him since then. Yeah, mm. uh, I got I got one more for you. Uh, so, what's your thoughts on the industry today? I mean, I, we already been talking for a while, and there's only there's only so much you can say about trash. So, I said it. <laughs> you know what, bro? I can't even be mad at you for that. You you hit the nail on the head. We did talk about that for a little, but I really can't. <laughs> it just yeah. is, bro. Like, okay, compared to back in the day, and that's what I, that's the problem. I sound like an old head, and it's like not even. I'm talking about. 2010 is my cutoff point, and I'm willing to grace period in the punk years. Other mm -hmm. than that, mm -hmm. other than that, like TNA had a sketchy track record. WWE for the past 10 years has been whack. New Japan goes from seriousness to blow up dolls and invincible people. The the one dude with the the blow up dick and. <laughs> Oh, that fucking, shit. Um, like Joey, Joey Ryan. Ryan. Joey Ryan. Yeah. So you got you got him. You got, of course, you got the all the people in AEW who would never do anything detrimental to our our business that we love. I know, so right? The AEW would never. So we got the AEW in the world. So it's just like it's it's mostly bad and good at this point. And I just mm. got to be honest. I, we all got our favorites. We all got our moments in time and these little blips in history. But for the most part, week in and week out, what do y'all think? Let me, if I know this is not my show, but. Oh, just, no, we, I, I agree with you, bro. I can't even lie because D was just on before you and D said relatively the same exact thing you just said. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's, it's finding the silver lining and mm. all the trash that's out there. Yeah. You know, you, like you, you said, gotta... in AEW, they rooted in the business as far as who they got on their staff. So a lot of them know how to do things the right way. But, but Tony Khan don't listen to that, bro. That that's too. the problem. That's he too. literally is like up his ass about I think... how good he's booking. I think Tony Khan's just going ape crazy right now because he got money and he's like, I can sign this the, person, you, this person, this person. You sign all you know of them and is? you're like, now what? I, I think it's I think it's the ratings high. Like when they started, yeah. remember Tony was very he was very like very close on who do we take in, who do we not? Let's be very you know let's be very scientific about this. Let's do everything we can to make sure everybody gets over. And then at one point, it just seemed like they hit About a year stride later. where it was like too many niggas told them they was doing better than WWE. And it was just like, all right, let's just do whatever it is. Because we, we didn't fucking want already. Uh, like, no, wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing. If you listen to any any professional wrestler that's not associated with AW in any fashion, they will not say that AEW is better than anything going on. Like, AEW is plateaued for what it's doing, and they only get them spikes whenever they bring in what? Say with me, 
old WWE guys. Mm, and if much. it's anything other than that, it's a gimmicky ass match that they always do wrong, i.e., the whoopee cushion match and the exploding sparkler match. <laughs> the Nick, I think that's why they're bringing in Nick Gage. They're going to do the same damn bullshit with exactly. Nick Gage. Oh, and then after that, they're going to follow up with Daniel Bryan and a CM Punk or a Braun Strowman. And it's going to be more old WWE guys that have gripes with WWE and wanting to be more creative or not, whatever, whatever bullshit. But it's just like, bro, you go into a company where they're going to give you so much rope that you're going to hang yourself with. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed you. Because everybody there is not listening to the JRs, the Arn Andersons, the Tony Schiavone's, the whoever. And if they are listening to them, them dudes is just trying to be cool with the new crowd because yeah. they completely lost their way in the plot of what the fuck is going on, bro. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I'm sorry to rant about it, but... No, you good, bro. Shit. Hey, when, you, when you got that open air time, this is what it's for, man. Shit. Yeah, man. Ran away. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> bro. We got one more question for you before we log off on here. So, as we said, this is the 50th episode. And the 50th episode is for our guests. So of the last, you know, episodes and rants that we've aired on here, which one sticks out to you or which one would have to be one of your favorites? Y'all back and forth about Batista and Triple H. Oh, uh, that, was, that was probably oh. like a month ago at this time, but I was listening to that and I was just like, man, I was just, I was in the room because I was like, oh, it was, yeah, it was that match or, yeah, like it happened just like that. Uh, like, I, like the whole thing, like, and I would go back and forth because y'all both making good ass points and the whole nine. So I, I think like I'm, I'm a little bit more biased because that's one of my favorite uh, programs and history of wrestling for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I don't know, but the way y'all kind of like, Y'all went at that one. I was like, okay. Yeah, my they, boys know what they talking about. Okay. They, they, that they that was a masterpiece. Yeah. Fetz is like, they did me justice on that one. Yeah. They, they, well, y'all did y'all did that, that just that whole feud justice in general. And y'all was kind of just talking about Hell in the Cell, which was crazy mm-hmm. because y'all was talking about Hell in the Cell, but then y'all broke out to talking to how almost all the Hell in the Cells kind of came to be like each helm mm-hmm. not every helm in cell match but the ones we remember the good mm-hmm. ones or whatever have you, you know so well yeah that, that batista and triple h when we had to because that whole feud itself was like one of the yeah. best ones of that time and that was oh yeah i love it i'll I go back and watch it all the time him the one with jbl and Cena. so mm-hmm. i love it and congrats on 50 y'all Real oh, thank, oh, you, thank you brother shit. thank yeah. you well, this is this is why we do it for the fans like you, the fans like D, and everybody else that tunes in and listens, man. Mm-hmm. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. I appreciate y'all, man. Shit. Well, before we log you off on here, bro, why don't you tell the people where they can find you at and the type of stuff that you do? Um, right now I'm I'm on heavy on uh YouTube, IG, and a little bit of TikTok now and again. Um, Fetch frequency on all those things. It'll Either be Fetch Frequency or Fretz underscore Frequency. It's one of those two. Um, but like them, I'm into my wrestling. Uh, be getting figures. Uh, been big into retro gaming or kind of video gaming in general. And a little bit of card dabbling every once in a while. So, And obviously my sport. So, gotcha, other than gotcha. that, I'm a little bit of everything, man. I like it all. So, 
Yeah, if y'all haven't checked this man out, y'all need to, because he be doing some fire stuff every now and then, and I know he got he got some fire figures that y'all gotta check out too. I ain't gonna say he nothing about a certain I ain't gonna say nothing about a certain collection you got, but uh, I know uh, I ain't gonna say nothing about the Joker, but we just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> we will, sir. We will indeed. You know what it is. Uh, well, thank you for coming on, Fetz. We appreciate you coming on and gracing us with your presence, man. Take care. Have a good one, brother. Appreciate y'all, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Fetz Frequency. And our final guest, this man was probably one of our first listeners that we interacted with when we started podcasting. And he's been a friend of the show since day one, and he's been around since episode one. So we got to bring him in for episode 50. We shout him out all the time. This man loves his wrestling. The one, the only, Reckless Figs. Man, it's crazy man. to be here, first off. Long time coming, man. I feel like I got to start it with saying how proud I am of you guys, man. Like, episode 50, where did the time go, first off? It's, that's scary. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. I don't know what's more impressive, the fact that it's already a year or the fact that you guys did 50 episodes in a year. Like, yeah, that's definitely crazy. That, that's yeah, dedication. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. I have to call you somewhere. You said I was one of the first, right? One of the first listeners. I, I will say that I am the self-proclaimed Brody Lee Jr. of the Dangerous Jobber <laughs> podcast. You know why? <laughs> Because I am negative one. I am negative one. I was the I wasn't even the first listener. I was like, you know what I mean? Before that, like yeah. before yeah, you, you had a listener, I was like, I'm gonna listen, y'all. Yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> you, you've been around you've been around since like jump street, jump street. Mm -hmm. Right. So just to to go from that to where you guys are now and just get to see every step of it. That shit was fun. And it's only the beginning, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. And people like you, we love having around because you guys make this fun and you definitely make it fun for us to do this. So it was only right that we had to have you on, man, as one of the first guests. Man, I appreciate it. And not, not to be cheesy, but like y'all say, putting uh, wrestling over one pot at a time, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all mm -hmm. make wrestling better for us, man. Like, the people who listen to you, like... We're not in the golden age anymore. I, I know y'all know that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we do, and we have to make our own fun. But, I mean, we get by, we do it. And yeah, we, this we shit makes keep... it way more fun. Like, yeah, if gotta... we didn't have the homies, bro, like, it wouldn't be nearly as fun. Definitely. Yeah, yeah you got to keep, keep shit entertaining. I think that's what we try to go for, just to have something that you can, like, feel like you're talking uh, to, like, real friends about and you're not, like, holding back anything about how you feel and, you know what I mean, how it looks out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, it, it seems weird to say, but sometimes I feel like, I wish I didn't know you guys sometimes because it's like, y'all pull it out. I don't, I don't know if it's, like, because I'm actually friends with you guys, but listening to y'all, I feel like I know y'all, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I feel like people who don't know you personally, they can feel the same way. Like listening, yeah. Like, yeah, they don't even know you, but they feel like they know you. 
Yeah, that's what we always say, man. You just come as you are. We be yourself. We we we're always ourselves. So that's just how we try to go by shit. But uh, we want to jump right into these questions real quick. Uh, first things first. What got you into the world of wrestling? Oh man. Well, I actually heard Dan O'Brien say this the other day on a. Uh, Stone Cold's podcast. He said no one in his family was a fan at all. And kind of the same for me. Like nobody in my family really fucked with it at all. Until my uncle who wasn't living around. He moved around a lot. I think he was living in Alaska at the time. But he came by. He was he was in for a visit. He threw on some random episode of SmackDown. And all I remember is uh Cena and Y'all might uh, remember him. Kenzo Suzuki? Oh, yeah. I remember Kenzo. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cena had already had the... Uh, I think he had the Spinner US at that time. And y'all know me. I love Big Match John, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. From there, it was it was a wrap. I was around... I was probably like seven, eight years old. Okay. Ever since then, it was balls to the wall, you know? Mm. Right on, shit. And, man, I know everybody loves the 90s, and a lot of people say that was, like, the best era, but we came up to some shit. I don't care what nobody <laughs> said. Like, we really did. That, that it might even be, era. It might even be the best era, bro. Like, Ooh. it might even, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb. It might even be the best era oh we should have had you in, i didn't uh, come here to make a bold claim but shit here hey, i am man hey there you go <laughs> yeah. like, like we say this we is go ahead stevie now, i was gonna say this is the land of like uh uh controversial opinions like so if you uh, have a bold statement man this is there's no better place it's that this time to show do the that pipe bomb. yeah it's that show to do the pipe bomb speaking of yeah. pipe bomb How legitimate is that promo, though? Like, everyone wants uh, to say, oh, the, uh, damn, what do they call the thing with Brett again? Uh, the screw job. Now. Everyone says the that was a work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't believe, but that's a different story. Everyone says that was a work. What about the fucking pipe bomb? Like, I know they I eventually was- caught him off. They did cut him off, but. I think it was a work to a degree. Until they realize that um, he's saying some shit he, he shouldn't say. Uh, I, I like to. I like. I. I. I agree with that. I feel like. Um, even though this, I, even though I feel like I saw this on a documentary, I like to believe. Uh, punks. Punks. Uh, uh, what Punk said about it, he said that they they gave him free range to say what he wanted to say, but they didn't actually know what he was going to say. Yeah. So like. They they mm-hmm. wanted him to work it. They wanted him to shoot a little bit, but they thought it was going to be, like, soft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he'd say regular, bold stuff, but they didn't expect the detail he would go into, which is why they cut him off. Yeah, they, they didn't think he was going to... They expected him to shoot, and he wound up shooting a goddamn rocket launcher, and they were like, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah. They expected him to shoot, fire. but not connect, maybe, but he connected, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. Right. Do you think that they 
in letting him do that, they planned on him staying? Like, ah, uh, that I honestly don't know. I mean, I kind of figured they, so. I, I, I like to I think, think so. that they always tried to think he was going to stay, but I don't think they knew at that point in time. I think they were just trying yeah. to keep him happy. But yeah, I think it was, should. I, I think it was one of those things where they like, they were kind of okay if he left. And so they were going to let him speak his mind, you know, get him over for wherever he was going to go next if he didn't stay here, because obviously they weren't believing in him uh, at the level they should have at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were just, they were going to be fine with letting him go, but I think they were going to leave it on good terms. So they were going to let him say his piece. And then it got way out Man. of control. And they're like, we can't let him go now. You know, we yeah. got to get him back. That still kills me to this day, bro. <laughs> No, some of these promotions, man, they got to try to do what they can to keep their people happy, I guess. But uh, speaking of, you know, promotions trying to keep their people happy, uh, the next question I got for you, Reckless, what are some of the promotions right now that you're currently keeping your eye on, aside from, like, the big companies? So that excludes AEW, of course, I guess. Yeah, aside aside from, like, WWE and AEW. I wish I was more into like MLW, but you guys, you know, listen, you guys, I uh, keep up on it, so I don't really have mm-hmm. to watch it. Uh, I fuck with GCW heavy right now. They're killing it. Mm. Uh, yeah. From time to time, they have like, see the way they run shit. It's not like one pay per view a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll have several pay per views throughout the month, but shit'll be like. Kind of cheap, like thirteen, twelve ninety nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I know y'all seen this shit with Cardona, like oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, I yeah, don't that, know. That shit, that shit was dope, bro. Like yeah, that match was pretty wild, especially for a guy like Cardona who's not really known to be wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know the what do you call it? The IWC they have a love hate with Cardona, mm-hmm. but. You have to respect what he just did, bro. I know. Yeah. By now, that was a few weeks. It was a few weeks ago, but still, I feel like people are still talking about that. Like, and y'all know I love the figures, bro. The figures are coming. Like, they're making a Nick Gage figure. Uh, He's in the Heels and Faces line. He just signed. So that'll be his first action figure Mm -hmm. ever. I need like three of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One to open, one to keep mint. And one to resell. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you on that. Not one. But I can't fucking wait for the the bloody variant uh, Matt Cardona. That's just gonna be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be before that, they've been they've been making waves before that, bro. Nate, uh, you know how AEW has Dark on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they also have what they call it's kind of like their nxt it's called jcw and they run shit on youtube too and they'll have like on mostly on nights that they run pay-per-views they'll have like pre-shows for free on there and bro even those shows they'd be like the quality of the fucking pay-per-view you about to watch bro so like yeah definitely definitely uh definitely gcw and jcw bro like check them out if you haven't I can't lie. And, uh, their tri-state 
they're uh, like Philly, New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But recently, because of the success, they start like touring the whole U.S. too. Okay. And I believe they did some overseas shit. Like they be, they be around. I can't lie. I think GCW is a show that nobody's named. Like I, I think you're the first one that has actually said the GCW. Wow. I mean, that's good shit, though. Let's go. <laughs> that's good shit, though. But um, hey, they local man. Shout out, shout out, uh, JCW and GCW. Hey, shout out, shout show. out the local company. Shit. Kind of. This is off topic, but not really. Uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, they had yeah. a pay per view, right? Scheduled to be in Florida. Yeah, and they had to cancel it. No. No, they canceled. They're it. moving it to Philly. Well, yeah, they canceled. They it. are they moving it to Philly. The, they are. Yeah, they canceled the, the Florida location. They canceled the Florida location because of uh the COVID spike. Right. Hashtag COVID era. <laughs> Sorry, Stevie, I stole it again, man. It's all right. It's all right. As long as Some I get my props for it. Yeah, man, but it is what so it is. I did uh, see those. I did see that. That is, that is, uh, hopefully we can get tickets to that. Definitely. Right. September 12th, yeah. 2300 that'll Arena, be, ODC dub. That'll be, if we do, that'll be the last time we got, I think uh, that'd be the last time we went to an ROH show um, that was in Philly. We'd hit them back to back because I think the last time they were here was uh, right after that pay-per-view where um rush had won the title and um rush had lost the title won or lost the title to pco uh because we were in the stands for that that night okay yeah, rush lost the pco we were there for that and then we were there when mm-hmm. pco was there with uh marty and flip and all of them when was that uh not too long ago right what like 2020 2019 like the oh, yeah. end, either the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020. It was one or the other. Uh, that makes sense. But um, uh, another question I got for you, bro. Who are some of your favorite talents right now that most people might not expect? Hmm. That's a hard question. That's a really hard question. Yeah, because like anybody can, you know, be like Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, but when you actually like get when you got to figure somebody that most people don't expect, then you really got to think about that. I don't really know. <laughs> so that's a hard one for me, bro. I was say, let me let me find out you're not showing love to these mid card guys, man. <laughs> Well, I was gonna you know say I got I, love for GCW, so I fuck with uh, some of the people they be bringing up. Okay. And I don't want to steal Stevie's shine, but he was talking about him recently too. Starboy Charlie, man. I knew it. I knew it. Uh. <laughs> if that's yo, know, because you want to talk like people who a lot of people don't know, so I guess that would be mm. somebody. Okay. Um, Jordan Oliver, I really like. Okay, 
I was gonna say, bro, he's legit. He, he's been on G, uh, GCW for a minute. Um, those fans over there, they fuck with him hardcore. Like, as yeah, much as you see, they fuck with Nick Gage. They fuck with uh, Jordan Oliver and and what's his name? He's from Philly too. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd. They fuck with Jimmy Lloyd just as much. So like, okay, I fuck with their fans, bro. Like, and if they don't fuck with you, they'll, they'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yo, yeah. you seen Philly. what they did to Matt Cardona, bro? How yeah, much shit did they throw in the ring? Like, oh yeah, yeah that was wild. immediately, immediately, yeah. Like, and, like on you cue. know what I like them. It pissed off Dave Meltzer. Fuck oh, yeah. Dave that, Meltzer's. That, 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 that's always fun when you get to piss off Dave Meltzer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, you know, they're a smaller company, so for them to make waves like that. I can respect cool. that answer. Yeah, I, I respect them for, uh, first of all, great, great shout out uh, for Starboy Charlie. Cause uh, I just, think I, I might have said it. I might have. I might have said it on the pod. Like I totally right. did not know him before watching that pay per view, and he impressed me both nights. So Starboy Charlie is definitely. He did do good. Does who he fight the second night? Wasn't that uh, uh, Marco? Yeah, Marco Stun, I believe. Right. I think uh, Marco, Marco was first yeah. night. Uh, Marco was first night. I think. Oh, it was first night. And then Grisham was I'm, second. I have to go back and. Oh yeah, that's what it was. It was oh, Marco shit. Stunt and uh, Jonathan Grisham. Yeah. Yeah. Because you because you hyped up the uh, Jonathan Grisham match very well. Uh, I forget the one dude's name, but he like smokes to the ring. He's legit. I fuck with him. I'm surprised you didn't shout out your fellow uh, your fellow Orange buddy. Oh <laughs> well, bro. Honestly. I was stuck because I was thinking uh, him and MJF, but everybody knows them, so it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I'm still I'm still a little surprised you didn't get to shout out your orange buddy. <laughs> you're you're a doppelganger over there, man. <laughs> doppelganger. We do kind of look alike too. Yeah. <laughs> now we know what reckless or what uh, reckless is going to be for Halloween. <laughs> I need that shirt. Yeah, I see one. Of, don't you guys both have the shirt? No, I th- I think I'm the only one that has the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't have it. I have uh, I have Eddie Kingston's. I need that shirt, man. Yeah. I know they probably still got it up. Yeah, you you can find it at like Hot Topic or something, or not Hot Topic, um, Spencer's. Yeah, no, they probably got it on the website too, though. Oh yeah, true. yeah, yeah. But um, got a loaded question for you. Now, like we say, be yourself, man. What are your thoughts on the industry today? Man. Kind of goes into what I was saying earlier. Like, the podcast and shit, that makes it fun. And collecting also keeps me drawn in. You know? That's kind of been the funner parts of wrestling for me the past, like... You know, ever since, once again, my bad, Stevie, but ever since the COVID era, the hashtag COVID era, like, <laughs> it's just kind of falling off. Mm-hmm. You got to make your own fun with the shit. I mean, I think it's picking back up, though, you know, especially with all these other companies making their then, claim right now. And then with fans coming back and whatnot. Yeah, it's like, it's picking up. 
WWE, like uh, on the other hand, eh, I really don't know what. I don't even know that they know what they want to do right now, bro. Like, I'm kind of lost as a fan with them. I can I can dig it. Uh, what were you gonna say, Stevie? Uh, I was just gonna say it feels like we're living in um, a shift. You know what I mean? And we just kind of gotta wait it out and see what the results are going to be because like joey said it feels like you know uh being a wwe fan is confusing because you don't really know where it's going where it's headed what they're holding back and it seems like the things they're doing to like really bring things up kind of like aren't working so Mm -hmm. you're you're in this place where you're not really sure um I mean, sometimes I'm not even sure if I want to watch necessarily because I feel like it's just not going to, it's just not like, and I was watching some of the greatest um, video packages um, and it made me sad that they're taking uh, NXT in a new direction because a lot of them were NXT video packages. And I was like, man, they had some mm-hmm. amazing times and all of that is going to change. So it's, you know, it makes it disheartening, man. It's disheartening. I can't Even NXT lie. is different. It's a different I, view these days, you know? Like, I can't lie. Uh, to piggyback off of what you just said, Stevie, that sometimes it gets hard to watch. I was just on uh, Bobby Rassel's uh, podcast, the All About Wrestling podcast. Um, and they made some good points over there, too. They said WWE makes it to where you don't want to watch the Monday Night Raws and the Friday Night Smackdowns. They make it to where you just want to watch the pay-per-view because the shows are just so drawn out, so boring, so like mind-numbing that by the time, mm-hmm. if you don't watch them and you get to the pay-per-view, they fill you in on every single thing that happened before the pay-per-view anyway. So it basically gets you up to speed right there. And it saves you a lot of headache of just watching the show and being like, what the hell are they doing? Why are they burying this guy? Why are they doing this? Shit, and usually three out of the four weeks, they nailed in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, right, we man. we watch because we love it, man. That's why I, I always say, like, wrestling fans are the most loyal, for real. But it does get hard at times to watch, because I, I just this past week, I was sitting there watching Raw, and I was filling Stevie in. I was like, all right, this person came back and they're having this match at SummerSlam. That's all I got out of the show. I don't, I watched, all the I, entire, I watched the entire show from start to end. That's all I got out of it. One person came back and one person has a match at SummerSlam and that's it. I don't remember anything else. Like literally I watched the whole show. Those are the two things I took away from a three hour show. I'm really not pumped for SummerSlam at all. I'm not pumped at all. I'm pumped I wish for I was. certain reasons, like just for like certain matches, maybe like two, two and a potential return. That's about it right now. What's the, which matches? Uh, off the top of my head, Damian Priest and Sheamus, just because Damian Priest is getting a title match, and God, I think that's probably like maybe Sa- maybe Sasha and Bianca. Even Austin though Martinez, yeah, like <laughs> that, that. That's about it. 
How about you, Steve? Uh, Where do you stand on SummerSlam? The only matches I'm I'm ever excited about now from WWE are usually the matches with the Tribal Chief. And this mm-hmm. year it's the Chief and it's John. So I'm hyped I mean, for that, that because of not not for the not necessarily for the quality of match, um, even though they both deliver. But mm-hmm. the story they of do. the match they do. is gonna be great. I think the story I, I'm not of the gonna match lie. is gonna that, be that's amazing. A, that's gonna be a good match, but I mean it's it's not a match that has me, you know, like jumping for joy. It's a match that's like, all right, it's there, I'll watch it. It's gonna be a good match, but really there's only two matches I'm excited for, and that's the Sasha Bianca match and the Damian Priest and Sheamus. And technically I, it's not even for Sheamus. I disagree. Um Ooh. Only because, only because you're talking about Roman, who's been the best storyline in the, the last like year. Well, well, no, I. What, what, hold on, hold on. With go ahead, go ahead. With John, who's like, who I think the biggest thing about him in ring is that he can tell the story better than probably anybody else. So, mm-hmm. not that this is going to be technical heavy. But I feel like I'm, the, the story of the match is going to be very interesting. And I've been finding it really hard to, like, be into the matches, yeah. which makes the stories kind of worse because their storytelling hasn't been the greatest. But the only place they have been given their best stories is with Roman. So even though this All John right. thing feels kind of rushed, I feel like the match is going to deliver probably better than any other match on the card. All right, when when you put it Damn. like that, I'll get, I, I will give you that point. I'm just I just wasn't I just wasn't like jumping for joy for it because I already know what the result's gonna be. That's why I'm not like jumping for joy. But I your point I can I can give you that point. That's a fair yeah. enough argument. Right. I get what you. If saying. anything, you would think I would be the most excited for that match because y'all know I love oh, John. Oh man, mm. <laughs> I'm not really. You know that match doesn't do do it for me either. I was gonna say, man, <laughs> we're not gonna discuss what you did on the live stream. <laughs> Yo, how excited was I though? If, if y'all wanna see, if y'all wanna see what happened, go go back to YouTube and go find that live stream and go check that out because that was hilarious. I think it was on uh, Fetch channel. Yeah, go go to Fetch Frequency channel and go look at that live stream because that was hilarious. Bro, that shit was fun though. I was not expecting that. You know what's funny? I don't know if you caught this. Uh, Stevie actually, I think you guys dropped an episode that day. Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all dropped it. uh, Yeah, we dropped it the next day. You recorded it before the event. Uh And Mm -hmm. Stevie brought up John in that episode, which is crazy. Maybe because he popped a, up that night. Like maybe maybe he's got uh, inside sources, or maybe he's just a closet Super Cena fan. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's holding out on us. He's definitely holding out. I mean, he's wearing the shirt right now. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's he's gained a lot of my respect. Uh, I certainly respect John a lot more than I used to, but uh, closet Cena fan, maybe not. I I don't know about the closet <laughs> Cena fan. Oh Shit. man, don't! I'm don't all worry. out in the open with it. No, oh, yeah, you got the headband and everything. What well, the armband? <laughs> the armband. The armband that you just put on it, your head. Yeah, it's too. It's uh too big for my head. 
I mean, from my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, well, it's it's fine though. It was too big for AJ's arm too. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I I actually have the same one that he uh that he stole. Yeah, I got it the night that he threw it back at John actually, mm. but. I don't think I have the same exact one that he threw at him because he threw it at him, right? Uh, I think John picked it up, took it to the back and shit. Mm -hmm. But I'm not even sure. Like, I can't even, you know what I mean? I can't quote that. And then he wrestled a match, a tag team match that night, and after the match is when I got mine. So I assume that it was a different one. Uh, Not the actual one that AJ wore. That he stole from him and shit. So it, it may or it may not be, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, can can, he, can neither confirm nor deny. I kind of, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. But I, I, I kind of did a little extra digging on my own. Mm-hmm. And the stitching is a little different. <laughs> like at one point of the, you know, that's a different story though. But uh, it's not the one. It's he not went, the one. He went Ace but... Ventura, uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and had to figure it out. <laughs> I really did. I really did, bro. Because I'm like, yo, if I got the same exact one, they threw, like that's legendary, bro. I had yeah. to fashion, look it up. Fashion Files with Joey Reckless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. Like that storyline is slept on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not talked about enough right now. Nah. What was that? Uh, 2016. Around that, that time, like 2015, 2016, yeah. Around that time, yeah. That was the SmackDown Live era. Yeah, so like I, so I say like 16, so 17, that. yeah. That mm-hmm. that era was it was a pretty good era for SmackDown. Yeah, I felt I felt better about uh, the business when it rested on AJ's shoulders. Oh, I'm pretty sure everybody did. His reign was dope, bro. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That was up there. Uh, I so, mean, granted, like it being on Roman's shoulders isn't a bad thing. It's just, uh, it's it, just when it's like, just uh, no, it's yeah, it's just like there used to be multiple guys, and now it's just Roman, and it just you know, hey, even Iron Man needed help to fight off Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. If you were to put it in a <laughs> metaphor, that's that's what I would call it. Yeah. And what happened to Iron Man? Hey, hey, we're not talking about that right now, okay? <laughs> different show, different topic. No, let me different stop. Show. <laughs> nah, but uh, I got uh, I got one final question for you, man. Uh, like you said, you've been around since before we started. So from the past 50 episodes, what episode or rant is one of your favorites? I think my favorite moment overall, this is like very random, but when Miss Jobber just interrupted the whole show, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about, y'all want some pizza? <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y- y'all just stopped the whole show, right? He's like, yeah. You want some pizza? He's like, yeah, let's get, let's yeah, let's sure. get some. Hey, man, we get hungry too. <laughs> but uh, I fucked with the, what was it, Ray vs. Eddie or something? The I disagree. Uh, the I disagree series. I disagree. 
Uh, I wish you would have did more of those. I know maybe some are coming, but I would like more than that. Just that one. Mm-hmm. That shit was yeah, dope. I also liked how y'all integrated Miss Jobber in on it. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? Uh, I forget who y'all was talking about, but the dirt ring comment. Oh, the dirt ring in the back. That's up the there. <laughs> the dirt uh, ring comment who the hell did is I up say there that? with uh, COVID era for me. Oh, I think I was talking about Cameron Grimes. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because whoever, yeah. You was talking about Cameron Grimes, and when you said it, Stevie's reaction is what makes it hilarious. Yeah, for me. I said he's Cameron like, Grimes, well, he, he, he does look like, like, a, like a dirty person. <laughs> I said he looks like a dirt. I said he looks like the dirt ring in a bathtub. Like what the fuck? Like uh, Stevie's I just listening to you at first, and then you you had him convinced. He's like, you know what? I gotta take he it does back look now, like a man. dirty person. Cameron Grimes, I mean, I still give him the dirt ring in the bathtub comment, but that dude's been showing his ass off lately. So I gotta I gotta give him the credit where the credit's due. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he was he, he was never a bad talent. He never was a bad no, talent. Never. He just looked like the dirt he just looked like the dirt ring in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> uh so so I think I, I think I asked somebody else this. I gotta ask you, uh, because you brought it up, uh, who do you think won? Is 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 Ray a bad friend, or is or is it or is it Eddie's fault? Is this even a question? Eddie tried to take his son, bro. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it ends. It, it stops there. You know what Danger, I mean? The dangerous prosecutor wins. <laughs> like, <laughs> as, I mean, technically, is, technically, we were both defense attorneys on that, right? No, no, no. But this, yeah. this is why I fucked with the episode so much is because I say that so easily, right? But Stevie was kind of selling me the other way. But see, I, that one fact, I, that one fact. That one fact just trumps everything else. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No matter how good of a point you have on anything, he tried to take his son, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just can't get past that. But what a feud they had, man. I, I miss Eddie. To quote yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx. I can't wait for the next, the next debate y'all have. I got to quote Jamie Foxx real quick from Law Abiding Citizen. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And I think I proved my point on that episode. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I'm not no, the moderator. Was- I wasn't the moderator, but I will agree with that statement. Yeah, that, that was a fun one. We definitely did have a, we, we had a blast doing that episode. Mm-hmm. And we, we already had a couple more in mind. We just got to, we just got to nail down what they're doing because I think the big oh, thing shit. about those debates is that those oh, are probably those the things only are kind that those are like the most yeah. time consuming. Those are the only ones you really gotta oh, yeah. study in order to yeah, do because that, that I, takes I watched, like hours. I watch weeks and weeks of SmackDown footage 
from that from that feud to like really nail down my points mm-hmm. because I like like you said it's hard <laughs> it's hard to defend somebody's <laughs> taking someone's son and make it good you know what i mean <laughs> you did I it though to, i had to really i had to really nail it down so uh and what's, that's the what's only funny thing is it. what's funny is we went about that two different ways too because you watched nothing but film to yeah. study for that i did nothing but read I've read everything. Like I, I, I went through all the different wow. uh, wiki links and all the web pages and stuff like that. I read everything. Like I watched a couple mm-hmm. clips, but I did nothing but read for that. I, I literally approached that like I was a lawyer. I did nothing but read. Mm. <laughs> so I say it's not what you yeah, know; it's what so, you can prove. I mean, you, so, so you maybe the case. I have to do that like, for the next one. Mm-hmm. You the facts. You're like this is the easy dub. Mm-hmm. Look what this man which is, did, which is, which is probably why why um, it was so it was so intriguing. I think is because I went off a lot of uh, quotes and uh, actions because I was mm-hmm. watching it. He went off a lot of like things that were done specifically because he probably read it and was like, "This is a point I can prove." Whereas my were like he said this rather than did that. You know what I mean? I think the only like words that I used from like the video clips was when I I called uh what was it? I called Eddie a, uh, a chicken shit because Ray yeah. called him a chicken <laughs> shit <laughs> and you weren't expecting that comment you were like wait what the hell <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't I was like Eddie always has and always will be a chicken shit and you were like oh wait a minute hold on. <laughs> It was a it was a crazy yeah. time, but I think uh, once we once we can nail down when the next one should be, we'll be able to work towards it because it, it's just yeah. it's just the the studying. I think um, besides that one, the only other one like I, I I watched a lot for was probably the Money in the Banks, mm-hmm. and that's I well, think that's only because uh... it's so hard to like nail down good money in the bank matches because this it's it's hard yeah, to differentiate yeah, so what a good money. ladder match is and what a bad ladder match is you know what i mean mm-hmm. for me the best ones uh and y'all probably feel the same way the best ones happened at mania yes yeah like yes yeah. and i wish they never changed it i do like i really i love the pay-per-view though the money in the bank pay-per-view I mean, we kind of have could, no. But I, I, I could do without it if they just if scrapped they put it. Put them back on Mania. And, you know, yeah, I, yeah I'd be just, totally cool with it. I wouldn't be mad at that. So would I. I can't blame you. I miss but, it, man. It, it was one of the just like for me, like the Taker match was a huge part of Mania, mm-hmm. and that's gone. And so is uh, the Money yeah. in the Bank. So, shit, give me something, something back, man. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> No, nah, but all right. Well, that's pretty much everything we had for you, Reckless. Uh, before you dip out of here, man, why don't you tell these lovely people where they can find you at on on these platforms? Shit, I'm on YouTube for now. Uh, oh, Reckless Figs, we changed it up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get the pop out. I gotta make uh, I gotta make shirts. Yeah, and then With they can the, find uh, you on Instagram too. <laughs> They can find you on Instagram too, right? Yeah, uh, at Re- Reckless Figs, same thing. 
All right. Got some new videos coming soon. Uh, got a New York vlog. But yeah, went to New York. Uh, hit up the Wrestling Universe. That shit was dope. The one in Queens. I think there's another one, though. I got to go to that one. Because okay. that's like the main store. But got that video coming soon. Uh, ringside unboxing. Well, yeah. Shit. All right. That's pretty much uh, it. All right. Sounds good, brother. They know where to find you. Um, well, guys, that's it. We had Dita Toy Hunter, Fetch Frequency, and Reckless Figs. Stevie, before we dip out of here, you got anything you want to say, bro? Um, thank you guys for making it all the way to 50. Uh, if yeah, you jumped man. in, if you were here at the beginning, if you jumped in somewhere in between, um, I just thank you for giving us a chance, man. Uh, this has been amazing. I can't believe it's been a year, uh, 50 episodes already. Uh, crazy, crazy, man. Yeah. 50 down. And then we got 50 more to that 100. And hope you guys mm-hmm. are here along the ride with us. Without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this. So go. as it goes, man, thank you for the 50. We're going to have 50 more for y'all. Stay up. Stay blessed. And as always, stay, stay dangerous. dangerous. Stay dangerous. Yeah, Look at